Hey, Michelle. Hi, Greta. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What a Memorial Day weekend for us in the U.S. I almost forgot that it's Monday and we're supposed to record this podcast. Girl, I just came back from the pool. Like, I was at a pool party and then I got your message and I was like, oh, it is Monday. It is not Sunday. And I need to remind myself of what happened over this weekend because a lot happened this weekend. I was very, very excited for Monaco. I woke up for qualifying. I woke up for the race. It was fantastic. I think 6 a.m. is really where I have my cutoff for waking up. If the race is at 5 a.m., I'm not waking up. But 6 a.m., I'm going to be there. So, Yeah, um, I didn't... I don't think I made it in time for qualifying, but I actually did make it in time for the race. I actually was, I had all intent and purpose of going to um, the, we have this like British pub um, and I was planning on going to watch the race there. And then I actually got in my car and drove down there at like around 530-ish, but I drove around a couple times and it was a little bit empty. So I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be here. So then I just kind of came back home and then ended up watching the race at home i saw that on your story i was like thanks for the invite i didn't think you were gonna wake up for it you should have said something i didn't think you were gonna wake up for it girl i surprised myself too i literally like went to my brother and i was like hey i'm leaving and he's like where the hell are you going it is so early i was like yeah i went to this bar to like watch this race but i didn't even end up going because like i said i drove around and there was there was very few cars and i was like hmm Okay, I don't want to be like the only one sitting there by myself because I felt like it was going to be that vibe. So <laughs> we could have been alone together sitting in the bar, but you didn't invite me. <laughs> I'm better. I will make sure to invite you next time as long as it's before five. <laughs> I'll get over it. Not of today. Course. But I don't know who, who really is going to a bar at 6 a.m. No, truly. Yeah. Okay, so um, hi, everyone. I'm Greta. I'm Michelle. And this is Race Week Recap. We are a Formula One podcast. Today, we are covering all of the events and happenings surrounding the Monaco GP. Very exciting. I know. I was super excited for this because I knew there were going to be a lot of celebrities. But really, I think the ball of the ball was Charles Leclerc, new girlfriend. Her name is Alex, and he brought her to the race. (laughs) She was all over the paddock in qualifying and race day and when i tell you i saw so many instagram accounts who which were made for i don't know shipping them for her own fan accounts for her fashion her style i was like whoa it must be so overwhelming and so scary to be like thrusted into the limelight like this like honestly good for her she made her instagram private Um, And I guess uh, she, like, unfollowed a bunch of people um, or, like, removed people from following her. She's protecting her peace. I am here for it because it must be terrifying to, like, one day you are at your partner's race and then the next there are literal fan accounts for you and your, like, relationship. That is horrifying. And she's definitely just, like, a normal person. She's not one of the wags who is an influencer or who is an athlete who has been in the limelight before. So, yeah, good for her that she's protecting her peace. I know that they have been – they've been seen 
each other for a while now mm. probably around three months i want to say so i think they just thought you know his home race it was the time to just take that next step in the relationship and kind of here for it kind of love it <laughs> i it, i thought it was really cool there was a lot of um fanfare around um charles this race obviously um we had that really cool uh ferrari video of charles talking to his brother which was so funny i saw so many comments that were like oh if you close your eyes it's literally just charles talking to charles and that is very accurate and very true um it's like charles talking to charles from four years ago because i think yeah obviously arthur has a little bit of a stronger uh french accent Mm -hmm. which is very endearing charles also got to wear a special kind of racing suit which was cool um it was different than um carlos he did look a little bit like um the fire flower mario um but that is neither (laughs) here nor there what i did not think that was gonna come out of your mouth just seriously yeah he yeah, like Mario after he gets like the fire flower. Anyways, um, so there was, funny. Like, it kind of reminded me of when he used to drive for Sauber. Ooh, yes, I see. I see what you mean. A little bit of a throwback. It was cute. But yeah, there was a I... lot of wag drama this weekend. Here we go. Um, Charles's ex girlfriend was at the. Um, was watching the race. I don't think she was at the paddock. I think she was just at like her house. I mean, she lives in Monaco, so it would not surprise me. Um, but she was watching the race and there was another um girlfriend, maybe not so girlfriend, also at the race and they were hanging out together. And that is Elena. That's Esteban's girlfriend? Not girlfriend? Ex-girlfriend. There's zero fucking chance they're still together come on this man literally got a podium and she's not there come on yeah <laughs> but like that she's was... she the fact no, no no it's the fact that she was there but she wasn't there yes you know they're over what you hit it on the nose you got it i don't fucking know the saying anyways yeah they're not together which is kind of interesting because now we have an sd bestie podium I don't know. I'm here for it. You're implying she was holding him back. His glow up. His glo- no, I'm not, his- I'm not implying that she was holding him back. I'm just implying but- that this is his hot boy summer. This is his moment to glow up. I am here for it. <laughs> Ditch the skinny jeans and the jacket. Get some straight legs and, you know, embrace this, like, French fashion that you could be embracing. <laughs> as fun as hot boy era all the su besties yes. cheered but we are getting a little ahead of ourselves um i don't know i just kind of love the energy of Espan's ex and charles ex hanging out together i just know they're talking so much shit because yes. of how much okay. shit that charles and Esmond must have said about each other can you imagine yeah. the tea like i literally just want to be a fly on the wall like that is so fun so much fun i i love a good you know ex-girlfriend meet up and just talking your shit oh exactly 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 but beyond that we had a little twin trouble in in monica this weekend which i was so fucking here for because i think we've talked about this on podcast before and 
Mr. Charles Leclerc has addressed it himself. If a celebrity were to play him in a biopic or, you know, some kind of movie adaptation, it would be Noah Schaap because Noah Schaap literally looks so much like a young Charles Leclerc. And Noah Schaap was at the Monaco GP and he was having a blast and him and Charles were hanging out. And I freaking love that. It was so funny seeing them together. Like seeing them next to each other made me realize how not alike they look but if you put them like in separate rooms i would be like oh yeah they look so similar like it it was just very 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 funny but we also had tom holland and lando norris hanging out together which i thought was hilarious because tom holland was invited to the paddock by red bull but when they asked oh who are you cheering for he was like oh lewis hamilton duh Duh. That's not a question. I didn't know that he said that, but I knew that he said that. You know, like, <laughs> I don't, no. My friend texted me earlier because I was literally fangoing so hard over Tom <laughs> waving the checkered flag because you know Tom's slurry crush. Like, you know, like he I just, did a great job never, waving that flag too. He waved the fuck out of that flag. Tim Cook could never. Tim Cook <laughs> does not have the pedigree. He does not have the skill. He's not in the conversation. He does he not have, have the spidey firearms. <laughs> No, no, no. He does not have the spidey forearms to do it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? Where were we going with this? Um, but Tom Holland um, being a Lewis Hamilton fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my friend asked, and I was sense. like, she was like, oh, like, who do you think is Tom Holland's favorite driver, Lewis Hamilton? It's not even a question. Not even a question. Not to mention, <laughs> Lewis, Lewis, and Zendaya were like are like buddy buddy. They were seen at that Prada show. To, was it Prada or Versace? I think it was Versace. They were seen at the Versace show together. They were both wearing Versace pink. Like, hello. It's just keep it in the family, you know? Why? <laughs> I like that he got. I like that his ticket in was Red Bull though. Like that's kind of slay. But at the same time, like hello. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I am here for it. Yeah, Tom Holland and Leno Norris are also said to look pretty much alike. But mm-hmm. like what you just said about Charles and Noah Shop, when you see them together, you don't You're necessarily like, get the vibe no. that they look twins. No, they they're just both like British boys. But I think the real twins in the paddock are Charles' ex girlfriend and Charles' new girlfriend because there are so many pictures floating around of Charles' new girlfriend. And I swear to God, everyone picked the pictures where she looked exactly like Charlotte, his ex. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Man's got a type and we know what it is. Girl, I am speechless. I did not think you were going to say that out loud. <laughs> I mean, like, we all thought it. But the fact that you said it, you're so brave. You are so brave. And that is so real and true of you. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Yeah. Wait, it's literally what everyone is talking about. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Like, like, you could not, you could not like go one scroll on TikTok without people being like, "I just fell to my knees at Walmart. I didn't realize that Charles had a girlfriend, and why does she look exactly yeah. like his ex?" It was, it was like those were like the three <laughs> things. Like, yes, the race, but also Charles's girlfriend. Why does she look like his ex? And I didn't even know Charles had a girlfriend. Like, it was absolutely. It was a weekend for the fangirls. It was a weekend. I just thought it was funny that we all bullied Lando Norris f- into bullying his, into shaving his beard. Because that thing had to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I, glad he got the memo. 
Because he yeah, actually pulled up with like a really nice fit, and then the beard killed it, and yes. then he killed the beard, and then everyone cheered. So. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. His fit was really cool. I everybody looked so cool for this race, particularly Lando Norris looked super cool, and also Joe. Oh my God, the drip was unparalleled. It was unmatched. I was so here for it. All right, so now we're gonna talk about quali and the race, and we have a bit of a new format. I love this idea that Michelle proposed. We're pretty much <laughs> gonna talk about the flops of the race and the real, real winners of the race. So we'll start off with who flopped. Yeah, who flopped? Starting off with Checo, King of the Streets. What a disappointment! King of the Street Circuit, except not today. Not today, my man. The commentators um, after the post, uh, after the post, uh, post quali, um, they were just talking so much shit. They're like, you know, we hyped it up a lot. We were like, oh, you know, king of the streets, king of the streets. But here he is. I was like, not y'all are dragging this man. It was like he crashed. He's already having enough of a bad day. Like he was so bad. He crashed in quali and literally is out. He's starting at the very end. We had a Red Bull sandwich. You guys are just adding salt to the wound. And they were bringing up the fact that he, like, won last year. I was like, when anybody else crashes, nobody talks this level of shit. Mm. So I was kind of, no. okay, whatever. <laughs> but he, not. I mean, yes, he did win last year. But get, guess what he also did last year? He crashed out in qualifying, except way worse this year. Because instead of crashing out in Q3, he... Uh, crashed out in q1 and then literally sank all the way to the bottom it was so bad he sank all the way to the bottom and he just could never climb up checo has you know done it from he 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 has done it before he's climbed up from the back it was just not gonna happen but it's impossible to do in monaco i don't know is it because oh, the commentators were kind yeah. of having up too still they were like yeah yeah checo checo can totally get in the points and I'm like, oh, no. okay. And no, 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 he didn't. He tried to do a shitty overtake on Lance Stroll. And then he blamed the he blamed him going off the track on Lance Stroll, which I thought was <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> we can talk about Lance later because that shit was fucking so funny. So no, but that was such like race, a wild race was like- misinterpretation of what occurred <laughs> that I thought it was fucking hilarious. I know this man is fucking stressed. <laughs> I know the second that he hit that barrier in Q1, his heart just fucking sank. Can you imagine that feeling? Like, let's stop for a moment. Also, it was such a huge cr- crash. Like, he was never going to make that corner. Like, yeah. it was just what happened. No, never. I weren't. It was a full send into the wall. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing that could have really been done. I don't know. Maybe the nerves got to him. Maybe he was, like, very much trying to push it to the limits. I mean, we saw during practice... um, During the practice sessions, we saw a lot of the drivers were, like, getting really close to those walls. If not, like, grazing them and, like, actually putting in a little bit of damage. Um, But that was just, like, a... full send into the wall there was like you said there was no saving i i don't know what he was i already hear will buxton's voice in my head talking about you know qualifying is everything in monaco and if you don't qualify (laughs) you're not going to finish in the race you know you're not going to finish in the points and that's exactly what happened big big flop for checo he pitted like five times it was rough 
But you know what? You know what? The biggest flop comes before the biggest slay. So, you know, maybe he's going to catch up. Maybe. Girl, I don't know about that. I don't... Not looking too hot. Not looking too hot for Lance Stroll either, who also had such a shitty weekend. He qualified at P14, which was, what, 12 places behind Alonzo? <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah. I feel like Lance Stroll just had, like, a, the most ridiculous race. It was like he was playing fucking Mario Kart or bumper cars or something. Like, is there is there anything he didn't hit before he had to, like, retire? No. Once it started raining, it was just, like, a slippery... Unintent- like, n- no pun intended. It was just, like, a slippery slope. There was no coming back. I thought it was kind of funny, honestly. People were comparing him to themselves playing the Formula One game race in the rain in Monaco. I just thought it was so funny. I literally played Mario Kart this weekend, and I was running off of the f- running off of the track, so I totally get it. <laughs> He's just like you, for real, for real. But I don't know. He just kept getting caught in, like, a bunch of shit with other drivers, and it was so awful for him he was literally in the trenches i'm hoping for a lance comeback towards the second half of the season <laughs> you're a lance sympathizer now we get it but um especially with how good um alonzo is doing like it's kind of yeah. embarrassing um he needs to step it up your dad owns the team like you can at least pretend to like try <laughs> stop no i mean like he's trying but like you know put more like give it a Dude, like, Alonzo is doing so fucking good. This season is not even funny. (laughs) He has been on the podium every single race except for one where he ended up in fourth. Like, what did they, they, what did they give this man? And what the hell did they do to this car? And why can't Lance do the same? He is an icon, a legend, and he is the moment. Like, my man is really out here smelling flowers and, like, giggling and laughing. Like, when was the last time we saw um, Alonzo this happy? It's, it's really kind of alarming put him in the dry put him in the wet put him on slicks put him on enters this man was good speaking of enters there was one driver who was completely left out of the enters club freaking kevin magnuson when when you see the freaking scoreboard or not the scoreboard or whatever like the left panel when you see the left panel and you see that literally everyone is on enters except mr kevin magnuson Oh my god, this man. The way he was fighting for his life, trying to go back to the pits, and uh, he was not he was not successful because he literally slipped. He <laughs> trashed his front wing. And Haas didn't even know. Haas was an absolute mess. This uh, okay, honestly, the two teams, the two teams that were the messiest this weekend were definitely Ferrari and definitely Haas. That's just that's yeah. really just it unfortunate that ferrari is still being an, an absolute hot mess i don't know it, it's tragic but also like a little bit funny i don't know i personally just like love seeing when all the haas mechanics started <laughs> extremely panicking when they saw k-mac pull up into the pit realized oh fuck he literally doesn't have a front wing anymore and then <laughs> people are pointing people are running to try to get the wing someone's fumbling with like trying to screw like his broken wing off because like the jack is not on or like whatever that was so funny it was literally like a monty python skit it was a workplace sitcom moment it sounds like these where you remember that you know formula one is indeed a team sport which is nice it's nice yeah and sometimes the team just does not get it together which is our next two flops (laughs) big big flops 
Yeah, these two can be summed up together into just one giant team flop, and that is Charles and Carlos. Has Charles broken his curse? Okay, so this is the thought which has literally been running through my mind this entire weekend. There's nothing I want more to happen in Formula One than Charles Leclerc to win Monaco. I don't even want him to be world champion more than I want that. Like, I want that so badly. If I had to choose between Charles Leclerc winning Monaco and Charles Leclerc being a world champion, I'm choosing him winning Monaco because this is literally the monkey on his back. And the fact of the matter is that he's good at Monaco. Like, he can do it. It's just about, like, putting all the pieces together. I love how hopeful you are about the situation because this is like the second time a man has completed an entire race um last time he ended up in like fourth no yes yeah but was that even his fault mm. uh, ferrari's <laughs> kind of dirty in that one i don't know but um you're right like come on i don't know ferrari just like they, they literally are just like a a circus and they still are a circus you know i thought maybe with a new team principal it was gonna get a little bit better but they're still over here like panicking so um i mean our other flop was carlos um <laughs> he tried to do this like little overtake over uh during a chicane he was trying his hardest to overtake esteban and he ended up like fucking up his front wing the ferrari pit was just like are we are we gonna pit are we, no, we're not gonna pit we're not gonna pit Okay, we're gonna pit. Okay, no, 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 we're not gonna pit. Every time. Okay, okay so many go times. Now. It was so funny. They were running back and forth from their seats, and like nobody knew what the hell was going on. It was just so alarming for that to, like, nobody knew what call to make. Nobody knew what was going on. Carlos was like, I'm staying out. Um, the <laughs> stewards did not call him in for having like an unsafe car. Everybody, everybody on the track was like, yo, Carlos is missing a front wing. What's going on with that? And Carlos was just smooth operator <laughs> trying to just like ignore all the haters and continue on his merry way. It was just, it was a mess. It was a mess. No one at Ferrari knows what they're doing. Javi, my man, me and my own. Me and all my homies hate Javi. This man is literally sleeping on the fucking job. How does he not know that Lando is on a flying lap behind Charles when he's literally in the tunnel? How does no one at Ferrari know when to do a pit stop? But I actually will say, the one positive thing that we'll say about Ferrari this weekend is that they actually did a half-decent job with the double pit stop for Charles and Carlos uh, during the rain. I was impressed. I totally thought they were gonna like shit the bed with that, but they actually did a decent job. So silver lining. A stacking back-to-back pit stop is always, always, always makes me so anxious because there's so much, so mm-hmm. much that can go wrong. When to, when it's beautifully done, it is just a masterpiece. It is a true masterpiece, um, and they did a solid job. Okay, now on to our very last flop, which I, it's really sad. This one's really Last but not least, except sort of least because I think he. F- so he finished P15. Yeah. Which was not last, but it was very sad. But out of the points. Yeah. Yuki has just done such a consistent job this season. I mean, this man literally pulled. He was second after Q2. He had this killer um qualifying laughing q2 and the only driver ahead of him was freaking max Verstappen, and he was sailing in p9 pretty much 
like the duration of race he was around mm-hmm. p9 and then all of a sudden the brakes just went and he didn't have brakes and then he kept falling down the order all the way to p15 like i actually could not take that i actually fucking hated that his mechanics kept on telling him to like push and we got one of my favorite radios of the day which was yugi being like are you trying to crash me like are you trying to make me crash i am pushing but these brakes suck and i mean oh my god a little more like in a yugi way but that's like the gist of it and it sucked i want yugi back in the points i mean alfatari is a shit box but um as mclaren proved this weekend it's possible to recover from that. It is possible. Uh, the famous McLaren ship box of 2023 was actually a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, Lando and Oscar both finished in the points, which is huge. I think that's absolutely major for McLaren. I don't think that's even happened this season. Do you think that it's just kind of like a one-off type thing, or do you think that it's going to continue? I think... I don't know maybe it's a fluke maybe the mclaren was just like you know decent on monaco mm-hmm. uh, monaco is a little bit of like a special track so it's not always mm-hmm. going to be indicative of you know their overall performance but i do hope that it's a positive trend because you know you want to see both of those drivers just having a better time i feel like lando so this entire season has just had this like 100 yard stare like he's not there you know we already kind of got into it, but let's talk about the sleighs, the winners of this this race. <laughs> so first, we have the Mercedes side pod. Kind of a sleigh. <laughs> Mercedes has side pods again. I know. After them being MIA for a season and a bit. Yeah. I still I still have that scene from Drivers 5 playing in my head. The one from the latest season when, you know... All the teams pull up to Barcelona or wherever they go for piece testing and they're like, hmm, uh, the Mercedes. Oh, our car looks very different. <laughs> you have Lewis checking out the cars and you're like, oh. Seb's just comment about it looking like when you dropped dough was hilarious. Yeah. So <laughs> side parts are back for Mercedes. Now, again, this track is a little bit different. We're really going to be able to see it shine best in the next race, I think. But she looks a little bit promising. She was kind of shining this weekend. I don't know. I mean, Mercedes didn't qualify that well, especially mm-hmm. because I feel like Mercedes should kind of be racing Aston Martin and Ferrari, but they yep. finished behind most of them. So that was not so great. But I think overall, they both George and Lewis had a pretty decent race. I mean, George started P8 and he finished P5. Um, even after his penalty. (laughs) I think George had a little bit more of like an eventful race. It was a little bit more up and down, but I think overall it was like a really good result. Yeah, we got the... Okay, time for me to get on my I hate George Russell soapbox. So... Not too long. Famously, after the race, George Russell puts out a little tweet. Quote should have had a podium today thanks to the great strategy but a mistake from my side on the outlap cost us the two positions ended up p5 whatever very disappointed with the error but a lot of positives to take to bars to take into barcelona (laughs) all right so first of all should have been a podium you really think esteban 
Esteban, who was fighting for his life, <laughs> or even Carlos, were going to let you get a podium. Even Lewis, who ended up P4, would, no, impossible, impossible. My man, you would have had to literally fight to like, you would have, you've had, you would have had to like crash into a wall and like full send for that to happen. There was no way in hell. You had <laughs> Lewis in the way. You had Esteban in the way. Like they're just Carlos was even was even like towards the towards the beginning. Towards the beginning, Carlos was even like fighting for his fucking life. Like there was no way in hell, no way in hell he would have ended up on the podium. The second bone I have to pick is what was up with George asking like to have permission to overtake Lewis. I thought that was funny. <laughs> He was worried about his penalty, right? He was like, mm, how can mm-hmm. I kind of save my ass, but also make mm-hmm. it seem like I'm doing the team a favor by getting more team points overall. Which is so sneaky. Charles was six seconds behind him mm-hmm. when he got on the radio asking, hey, you know, if the gap with Charles begins to close, maybe we can do a little switch, switchy switchy with Lewis so that Lewis is basically my barrier to uh, Charles, which I don't know. Do you think Mercedes would have gone for that? Hell no. <laughs> they didn't even tell Lewis. They were just like, mm, no, we're not doing that. Quote, quote from George's radio. I'm stuck right up Lewis's gearbox here. And then this man proceeds to finish 17 seconds after Lewis. That is a flop, Michelle. You can't tell me he was not out for... He was literally out for himself in the situation. He was trying to cover his ass, and he was disguising it by, like, being like, no, I'm doing this for the team. This isn't This isn't us. There is no I in team, and I'm just not here for it. It was giving too much undercover snake Russell for me. You don't, you don't like Mr. Slytherin George Russell? Speaking of, you know, Lewis Hamilton, started P6, ended up P4, and my man was just thankful. <laughs> Hashtag grateful all the time. He's it's very much giving those um, moms that like send all of like the well wishes and like a tweety um, some kind of like tweety gif that's like hashtag thankful. Um, that's the vibe that I get from Lewis. Mom energy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And now for the real three big slays of the day. And that is Fernando. Started P2, ended P2. Let's talk about it. His best finish this season, correct? Yeah. So here for it, I actually, I really, really thought for a second he was going to get on pole. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Max Klesha at the end. I mean, have you seen the final sector that Max put in? Have you seen the clip? Quali was in Sane. I have not had a quality like that exciting. They were literally waiting until the very last night. I wanted, I wanted Fernando on pole so freaking bad. I literally must have not manifested it hard enough or must have not had like all the proper crystals <laughs> because like, I feel like I'd let this man down, but it, it was just oh i was so heartbroken and like towards the end of quali max was like no i literally ran into walls like i am 100 percent sure i ran into some walls it was actually really cute <laughs> how was that cute no it, i thought it was i thought i don't know i thought it was so cute because he got full which was massive because he was yeah. so behind on sectors one and two yeah. that you know at no at, after sectors one and two like people didn't think he was gonna make it i mean mm-hmm. The Aston has, like, 
we saw from the data was the slowest out of the top 10 mm-hmm. uh, in the third sector. But the fact that Max clawed it out after a bad first two thirds of the lap, like that was major, that was insane. And so obviously his race engineer is super hyped up and Max just like, oh my God, like I just can't believe that I like was even able to make it because I hit the wall so many times. I hit the wall like three times. I thought that was so cute. No, it was a full send. I really believe that this qualifying was maybe the first time in a long time that Max has held, has felt actual pressure and has like okay. been actually a little bit like, you know, shaken in his boots. And that pushed him to like do like one of the best freaking laps. He made up for it. I don't know. Again, it might just be this track, but I don't know. I'm here for it. I we we need someone. Like we need someone to like give Max a run for his money, you know? I want I think I just want, like, a competitive grid again. I mean, everyone knows, unless you're a Red Bull fan, but this is the grid that we have, and I think there's a lot of excitement to be seen outside of, you know, the fact that Max kind of is winning all the time. Besides Max having a great race and, you know, leading from the front, finishing in the front as he does, I mean, Fernando. First of all, his qualifying lap was amazing. And mm-hmm. you hear him on the radio. He's like, I'm driving like an animal here. I'm like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Motherfucking king that you are. <laughs> but so I don't know. I, I think he had a great race. I think the one really notable point was that the rain started and uh, asked me the decision to put him on two uh, slicks instead of inters because it sort of looked that it was drying up, but then one lap later, everyone would come to realize interiors were the move, and so he had to pit again. And so I was actually really devastated by that point, for, and for like the next, I don't know, 10 laps or something, because I really thought that, oh, if he, if he just didn't have that extra pit stop, he could have been ahead of Max. That, I feel like that's one of the moves that is going to go down as like what could have been. I mean, Fernando sure as hell felt like he would have ended up on first. His fucking foot was on the number one podium, which I thought was hilarious in that photo. Um, when they were, yeah. uh, after the champagne, it was so good. Uh, I, I just, I know, I, I feel it in my bones. Fernando's going to end up like coming out on top for one of these races. It's just, it's going to happen. 33 is coming, but not today. I think actually just seeing how the rest of the race went on, I don't know, Max took it and ran it just wasn't going to happen really yeah max um lapped checo and all i could think about was if someone lapped me then i would just be like well i am done and then i would just get off the track and like go into my boat the same way that kimmy did when he dnf'd in monaco <laughs> and that's why we're not from one drivers <laughs> yeah no exactly i mean listen kimmy did it <laughs> that's all i gotta say and i guess the biggest sleigh was Esteban. Bestie Besties won so hard today. It was so good. Um, Esteban became the first French driver to step on the Monaco Grand Prix podium since 1996, which is, oddly enough, the year he was born. So, so, so deserved. Like, just that killer qualifying lap that he put in and the way he just dialed in and he made it happen. Why did I become such an S1 fan after, like, why did this race make me such an S1 fan? I was literally so happy for him. It's your root, you like, you root for the underdog. Exactly. It really is. Yeah, with a constant, like, Red Bull, Red Bull, um, Aston, Red Bull, Ferrari, Aston, like, having an Alpine 
finish on a podium was just huge and it was so much fun and you could just tell he was so excited um he has officially completed the the trio he's got a one two and a three um it's honestly great and his reaction after he got out of the car as the best is on the podium baby i was so happy for him <laughs> like you can not cheer for this man no it was amazing and i will be so happy to relive it on drive to survive yes this one's definitely going to be on there i think for sure so here for it okay michelle what is your driver of the day Vesu, come on yeah hands down you have to he won driver of the day and radio of the day my radio of the day was um yuki asking his engineer if he was trying to like kill him Okay. That was perfect. Fair. I mean, mine is probably whatever Esfans was when he <laughs> passed the checker flag waved by Mr. Tom Holland. That's everything. Next week, we have Spain. We have the Barcelona GP. And we already have Carlos Sainz pimping out merch on Instagram as we speak. <laughs> Michelle, what are your predictions for next week's Podium. I'm going for 33. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to manifest 33. I don't care about track record. I don't care about how good the Aston is. Mm-mm. It has to be 33. Correct. You are coming correct. You know, Fernando Alonso, <laughs> this is also a home race for Fernando. Okay, this is not just a home race for Carlos. I want to see a Fernando on one, Max on two, because that is inevitable. Max is literally inevitable. And for a third, give me a a Lewis or a Carlos. I will take either or. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll go Alonso, Max, and Perez. Ooh, that's fun. All right. Well, that is it for us today. Michelle, where can people find us? People can find us at Race Recap on Twitter, TikTok, where we're more active now, and Instagram, where we're also more active now. So we are just giving and giving and giving. Uh, you can also listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you next week for Barcelona GP. Bye. Bye.